This is a recording from a Sunday meeting of the BC Humanist Association in Vancouver. Humanism is a progressive worldview that, without supernaturalism, affirms our ability and responsibility to lead meaningful, ethical lives capable of adding to the greater good of humanity. To learn more about humanism and to support our work, visit bchumanist.ca and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to the BC Humanist Podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of our staff or board of directors. Okay, now it's my pleasure to introduce our speaker for today, um, Sharon Gregson. She's going to be talking about $10 a day child care program. Please welcome Sharon. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Thank you very much. So, um, as Dan said, my name is Sharon Gregson and I work with the Coalition of Child Care Advocates of BC. I gave you one of our little purple pamphlets. Um, And I'm going to talk with you today about um, something that's very exciting that's finally happening in British Columbia, and that is our work toward a quality, affordable childcare system for families with young kids, which actually benefits all of us because it's good for the economy. Uh, So I... um, have worked with this organization for quite a long time. Um, I also was elected twice to the Vancouver School Board um, from 2005 to 2011. I was on the school board. Uh, I was elected first with the with COPE and secondly with Vision. And um, since then, I decided not to run again because I've been traveling across the province. I'm the provincial spokesperson for the $10 a day childcare plan. So I'm going to basically teach you everything you need to know or would want to know about childcare and what's happening with good public policy in our province right now. So, okay. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit, first of all, about what childcare looks like right now for families with young children and how it's been getting worse year after year for far too long. Since my kids were little and my kids are now between uh, four and they're between 22 and 34, I think. Um, And uh, certainly I struggled with childcare as a young mum and uh, things aren't any better today. And some of you in this room might have have had that experience that childcare uh, has never been easy in this province. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about what the community solution is, which is the $10 a day childcare plan, what government is doing about childcare in this province finally, and what's next for those of us who are advocates. So many Canadians are surprised to learn that Canada actually, am I in your way here? Canada ranks um, last in the UNICEF rankings when we're compared to our peer nations internationally. So on a score of 10, Canada ranks one. So we got one mark out of 10. Um, So countries like Sweden and Norway, Denmark, the Scandinavian countries. So this is about investment into early childhood education, childcare, um, and parental leave. And so Canada scores well on, on the parental leave score. I just got back from um, speaking in the in Washington D.C. and. As you might expect, Americans were really surprised to see that they sort of have this vision of Canada as this wonderful, kind, compassionate country. But actually, when it comes to our investment in young children, we don't score well at all. And this is particularly interesting or sad um, because, of course, what we know now about brain development and the importance of the early years, there's greater brain development zero to five than there is in any of the years that you're in university. Uh, And yet we... um, from a public policy point of view, invest least during the early years. Um, 
So we have a lot of work to do across Canada on this kind of investment. So what does that look like in British Columbia when there isn't sufficient public investment? Well, in Canada, we have um, 575,000 children, zero to 12, and I think it's fabulous that we've got one of them joining us today. Um, of those children, about two thirds have got mothers in the paid workforce. Now, not everybody is working nine to five. There's parents and mothers who are doing part-time work, shift work, um, but, a lot of women are in the workforce when they've got young children. And yet we've only got just over 100,000 licensed childcare spaces in our province. That's group licensed childcare and also licensed family day homes um, where um, typically it's women take up to seven children in their home and, and they're licensed to do that. So counting all those spaces, we've got a massive gap between the number of spaces available and the number of families who need to and want to have access. So not only then is there not enough access and massive waiting lists across the province, it's also unaffordable for families. So these are some recent rates in the city of Vancouver. You can see almost $1,500 a month for infants, nearly 1,000 for three to five-year-olds. And in some cases, it's for some of the big commercial chains, I have to keep pulling down my sweater so I don't get too loud. Um, fees are up to $2,200 a month for one child. So you can imagine if you're a typical family with a two-year-old and a four-year-old, you're paying well over $3,000 a month for childcare. Simply, it's not just unaffordable, what it means is only rich families are actually accessing some of those um, programs which are more expensive and um, sometimes higher quality because they're licensed. And at the same time that parents are paying high fees, that is never translating into decent wages for the mostly women who work in childcare. And so often what we find is um, early childhood educators who have got a two-year diploma, they can't actually afford to enroll their own children in the programs that they work in. The average wage across the province for early childhood educators is $18 an hour. When I travel across the province, I still meet women who are qualified early childhood educators responsible for other people's children, and they're making $14 an hour with zero benefits nothing besides the, the statutory required benefits. So it's a, it's a terrible sector to work in and it's got massive recruitment and retention issues because of the, the high expectations and the low pay. The chaos that families experience is not just around lack of access and the unaffordability, it's also having an impact on children. So there's something called the EDI, which is the Early Development Instrument, and it is a scientific population health measurement. Uh, it comes out of UBC, the Human Early Learning Partnership, and it's done now across the world. They're doing it, I discovered, in Washington, D.C., they're doing it across the country, and they're doing it spreading into Europe. What it is exactly is it's a questionnaire that every kindergarten teacher fills out on every child in her or his kindergarten classroom. And it isn't a scorecard for each individual child. The results are rolled up into population health measurement. And five-year-olds are looked at to see what are measurements of vulnerability on five very basic um, developmental milestones, so on physical, social, emotional, language, and communication development measurements. And some time ago, our provincial government 
a few years back, set themselves a goal, it was when the BC Liberals were in power, set themselves a goal that only 15% of five-year-olds would be vulnerable on one of these scales by the year 2015. So it was called 15 by 15. And sadly, what has happened in our province is that instead of vulnerability rates going down to 15%, they've actually gone up to 32%. So this means that a, about a third of five-year-olds are showing up at kindergarten already vulnerable on one of these very basic developmental scales. And so clearly, whatever it is we're doing for young children, we're not doing very well. That's creating increasing vulnerability. In School District 39, that's Vancouver, our, our average vulnerability is 36%. So we're more vulnerable than the provincial average on a, uh, in our school district. Now, it's can be reflected by neighborhoods. And in West Point Gray, the vulnerability of children is 10%. That's a great vulnerability level. That's about biological levels of vulnerability. But if you look at Strathcona or the Sunset neighborhoods, their vulnerability is up as high as 52%. More than half of their kindergarten children are already vulnerable. So children are at a disadvantage before they even start their schoolwork. So, one of, the, one of the problems is that public policy, provincially, federally, hasn't kept up with the way families have changed. And so this is a Stats Canada chart that shows you how families have changed in these intervening years. This dark blue section is a, was a very traditional model in 1976. More than half of families had dad staying at home, going, uh, dad going out to work, and mom staying at home with the children. So you can see that by 2014, that very traditional model has shrunk to less than a quarter. So that is not the majority anymore where mothers are staying at home. This light blue section in 1976 was two parent families uh, and two parents working outside the home. You can see now in 2014, that is 55% of families make that, fit that model of two parents both working outside the home. This little teeny gray area here was the number of single parent mums in 1976. It's now doubled um, by 2014, the number of single parent mums. So the very nature of families, the demographics of families has changed in those intervening years, but our public policy, specifically around childcare, hasn't kept up to the new reality. So, what is the community solution to this very obvious chaos? Well, it's the $10 a day childcare plan. And I didn't bring you a ton of information, I've got some handouts about it, but of course everything is on the website, 10aday.ca. So just to give you the highlights of what the community is calling for. And when I say community, it started in um, 2010. Two organizations came together, the one I work with, the Coalition of Childcare Advocates, along with the Early Childhood Educators of BC. That's the organization that represents the professionals in the sector. We came together and decided that instead of being reactive to government, and Gordon Campbell was premier at the time, instead of reacting to whatever government was deciding to do or not do, we would be proactive and put out a plan that would get us to a quality affordable childcare system. And here are the highlights. 
We're calling for a new piece of legislation in Victoria, an Early Care and Learning Act, that speaks to the rights of children, the rights of families, to access high-quality, affordable childcare on a voluntary basis, and the rights of Indigenous families to have access to early childhood education that meets the needs of their families and their communities. Uh, calling for childcare to move out of the Child Protection Ministry, where it sits now. It's in the Ministry for Children and Family Development, or MCFD as it's often called. We're calling for it to move out of that Child Protection Ministry and into the Ministry of Education. That's where it belongs. Childcare is early childhood education, and it belongs in a Ministry of Education. We're calling for fees to be capped at $10 a day. That's the maximum families would pay, hence the name, the, the branding that happened very early on in our campaign, 10 a day. So that would be $10 a day for a full day of childcare. And families now, as I told you earlier, are sometimes paying over $100 a day for childcare. So this would be an enormous benefit for families. And for, as part of a poverty reduction plan in our province, no fees at all for families who earn less than $40,000 a year. And we're calling for an investment in the workforce, the early childhood education workforce, an average wage of $25 an hour plus a benefit package. So helping to deal with the recruitment and retention problem that we have now. And an investment in the quality of childcare through better education for the women and men delivering the service. So right now you can um, be a caregiver with just a 40 hour certificate. You can care for children. And we don't think that that's enough. You know, if you think about the kind of um, credentials that our elementary school teachers have, we think that the credentials for working with young children should be equally as important. So those are the highlights of what the community is calling for. Just to give you a snapshot of other countries that have already moved childcare into a Ministry of Education, the same way that we're suggesting. So some of our, um, some of our peer nations, uh, New Zealand, Spain, England, Scotland, Austria, France, Italy, and in Canada, the majority of provinces and territories have already made that move. And the Shemanus First Nation in, on Vancouver Island, for example, has already put childcare in their Department of Education. So it's definitely the Canadian trend, and um, BC needs to catch up. One of the interesting things is that in community, we now have economists as our new allies. So like James Heckman, the Nobel Peace Prize winner, um, looking at the benefits of investment in the early years over the life course. So he has uh, won awards for his research that if you invest in early childhood education for an individual, you're more likely to see um, completion of high school and post-secondary. You're more likely to see um, people go on to be homeowners, less likely to see involvement in drugs and teenage pregnancy, uh, and so benefits over the individual's life course for that early investment. Um, this is... Um, Craig Alexander, the, the guy on the bottom, who is the chief economist for the TD Bank of Canada, now the chief economist for Deloitte, and he actually speaks at childcare conferences about the benefits to government of investing in the early years. 
Christine Lagarde from the International Monetary Fund, councils governments to do more on investment in childcare, and our own Iglika Ivanova in BC uh, has done some costing on the $10 a day childcare plan. So this is new for us uh, to actually have economists affirming and reinforcing what we've been saying all along. So some people have heard about the childcare system in Quebec. Um, in 1998, Quebec, with a, Lucien Bouchard as the premier, and Pauline Marois, the uh, f a female finance minister, um, started to invest differently in family policy, including a $5 a day childcare system. And the economists now, like um, Pierre Fortin, um, have been able to show that after the first 12 years of affordable childcare in Quebec, they were able to attract 70,000 more women into the workforce and reduce the number of single parents on welfare from 99,000 to 45,000, so cut the number in half. So it's had a tremendous impact um, on the economy in Quebec and on families to have access to affordable childcare. So I want to show you one other impact concretely uh, that happened in Quebec as opposed to what didn't happen in British Columbia. So the red line is the labor force participation Canada-wide of women with young children. The blue line is the same thing in Quebec and the green line is in BC. So in 1998, those three lines about converged the labor force participation of women with young children was about the same in both provinces and Canada-wide. But that's when Quebec launched its $5 a day childcare system and BC did nothing. In fact, childcare got more expensive year after year here. And what you see is that BC's um, participation of women in the workforce is below the Canadian average as our childcare got more and more expensive, second only to Toronto. And the Quebec labor force participation started to exceed the Canadian average because more women could actually go to work because they could afford childcare. So it's a very concrete demonstration of the impact that 1998 had. So people often say to, to us who are advocates, um, can we really afford it? Sounds like a lovely idea, but you know, realistically, is it achievable? Well, the short answer is yes. There have been three in-depth economic analyses on this work. Um, so the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives did an in-depth analysis and predicted that our economy would grow by 3.9 billion per year with $10-a-day childcare. And governments, both provincially and federally, would see revenues of 1.3 billion. And why does government see revenue? Well, because of course, when more parents can go to work, they start paying income tax and they start spending money in their local economy, which has a, a, a benefit for government. And that 1.3 billion is important because the total cost of the plan is 1.5 billion. And this conservative estimate says it almost pays for itself. Another economic analysis was done by a private sector economist in Ontario, and he actually predicted, um, he didn't just look at women's labor force participation, he looked at the impact of uh, fewer families on welfare and more children being ready for school. And his analysis showed that the plan more than pays for itself when you take those longer term um, benefits into account. Um, greater benefit for our GDP in British Columbia, 69,000 new FTE jobs, a great economic um, indicator, great economic indicators. 
So what does our support look like on the ground for the $10 a day childcare plan? Well, we now have 49 local governments across the province, um, both regional and municipal governments supporting the plan. More than half of the school districts in the province have endorsed the $10 a day plan. Um, United Way, Van City, CCEC Credit Union, the Union of BC Municipalities, Boards of Trade, the Union of BC Indian Chiefs, a long list of academics, community organizations, all the labor groups that you could think of in the province, business and women's groups, early childhood experts, and we're now about 20,000 individuals on, the, on our petition that have signed to support the plan. And of course, my goal in coming here today is to hope that the BC Humanist Association would like to be listed as a supporter of the $10 a day childcare plan, and that as individuals, you might consider going to the website to add your name as well. I did bring, just in case anybody wanted to have a look, maybe it's Ian or Dan, I did bring actually, this is from the website, this is in 10 font, pages and pages and pages of the organizations that are supporting the plan. Just so that you know you'd be in good company if you were to decide to add your name to that. So, we know that Basically, the general public is supporting the $10 a day childcare plan. Um, what about politicians? Well, the BC NDP committed a billion dollars to childcare in their February 2018 budget. In the very short window of time, the few weeks that the BC Liberals were in government after the last provincial election, they too committed a billion dollars to childcare. They recognized it was an area they had been particularly weak in and the BC Greens have been voting in favor of what the BC NDP is doing. So we now can say that there is widespread political support for greater investment in childcare. So I'm aware of my time, so I'll, I'll keep going. Um, so that's what the community wants to have happen. Now, what is government actually doing? Well, for the first time um, in over a decade, the federal government is stepping up to send money to British Columbia for investment in childcare. There is a multilateral agreement. The provinces and territories are all getting new federal money. BC is getting $51 million a year. Not enough, I would be quick to say, because after all, when parents go to work, they don't just pay provincial income tax, they pay federal income tax. And so it makes sense that the feds would be part of the solution. So $51 million a year is being targeted specifically, and $51 million, even though it isn't enough, um, uh, when Stephen Harper was the Prime Minister, we were getting zero. And so it is actually a, a good news story that there's new federal money coming to British Columbia. So when Carol James, the finance minister in BC, announced uh, the billion dollars for childcare, that was a victory for BC families and our economy. And it, it, coincidentally, even the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade acknowledged that the billion dollars for childcare was a good investment. So it's being, the provincial government is calling it a new day um, for families, and their program is called Childcare BC. So the first thing that they did in April 2018 was lower the cost of all childcare across the province for operators who wanted to be able to lower costs. They didn't have to, but if they wanted to, there was money available. So up to $350 a month um, uh, cost savings for families in licensed childcare. So it didn't matter, it, parents didn't have to jump through hoops and apply, the money went to the childcare provider and that money was used to lower fees for all families. 
great public policy. Not a lot of red tape, a lot of more accountability, and benefits all families. The second thing they did was just in September, and they um, created what's called an affordability benefit. So if you're a family with an annual income of up to $111,000 a year, you qualify to have your fees reduced even further. So it's like a, a, a subsidy, or, a, or, or some would call it a voucher. Not such great public policy, a lot of red tape, Parents have to know about it. Parents have to be able to go online and apply. Um, it's, we don't do that for access to grade two. We don't make parents um, you know, prove that they're poor to be able to send their child to grade two at no cost. So we don't think that that's good public policy for childcare either. But it's still helping a lot of families. So for the time being, it's, it's good. So that was on the affordability piece. As far as spaces, you know, I talked about those long waiting lists. Um, there's a commitment to 24,000 new licensed childcare spaces. And the good news is that um, government is prioritizing those new spaces um, being created with public partners. Because of course, if it's public money being spent, we want to make sure that it's building public assets. So working with universities and hospitals and elementary schools and high schools uh, to create more childcare spaces on, in, on public land. And then, of course, there's no sense having more affordable childcare and more spaces if it isn't high quality or you don't have anybody to work in those spaces. And so there's a comprehensive workforce strategy that was announced to invest in the ECE workforce. And that includes a dollar an hour wage enhancement that started in September and another dollar an hour that'll be added in 2020. And we're pushing for a third dollar an hour to be added to try and bring up those salaries and keep people in this, keep people working in the sector. There are bursaries for ECE students and some funding to move childcare providers from being unlicensed to being licensed where, where there's uh, greater uh, accountability and health and wealth, health and safety standards. The very exciting thing that's just happened, you might have heard on the news last week, is something called $10 a day prototypes. So there are 53 of them across the province, and it's where families will actually only be paying $10 a day. So it's government's way of um, testing out the funding model. What, how much does it cost to lower fees to $10 a day for everybody? Um, what kind of accountability does there need to be? How do we make sure it's high quality? But this is very exciting, and I've had parents email me, phone me, literally in tears, that it's life-changing for them to have their childcare bill go from being $2,000 a month to $200 a month. Um, that it's allowing them to think about more nutritious food and not having their credit cards maxed out and um, you know, having a safer vehicle. And so it's, it's life-changing, they're telling me. So almost at the end now, but just to talk to you about, so what comes next? Um, how quickly can the childcare chaos be solved in British Columbia? Well, we always knew that no matter how committed any government was, the crisis was too bad to be solved overnight. We lay out a 10-year implementation plan. So what government is doing now means we're in year one. So we've got a lot of advocacy to do to make sure government stays on track and continues to prioritize young children and their families. So we're calling for an expansion of those prototype sites, the $10 a day sites, 53 of them across the province. We need to have far more of them so more families can benefit. 
We want to make sure that we're using a universally, a universal approach, not an income testing approach. Again, we don't income test you before you go to the library. We don't say to rich people, you can only buy books. We won't let you borrow books at the library. Before you call 911, we don't say, well, rich people, you have to pay for your ambulance to come. We, you know, everybody gets a, a police or ambulance. Uh, and of course, elementary school is the obvious, um, obvious um, uh, similarity. And we're calling for that extra dollar an hour for ECEs, and we're calling for quick build of new spaces to meet demand through custom-built modular buildings, the same way it's happening with housing now. So people ask them how they can support the campaign as we continue the momentum across the province. Um, go to tenaday.ca and sign the petition. Uh, we're big on social media, as you can imagine most campaigns are. Um, we ask organizations to support the plan and to share information in the, within organizations and communities. So one of the quick ways we always tell people that you can add your name to the petition is just to text the word sign on your phone to this number. So people now don't even have to go to the website. You can just, you know, we're using technology. We're, we're making the most of things. So get people to, to add their names right away. So that's my presentation to you. That's about as fast as I can bring you all up to speed on tenaday.ca and uh, so you know what's happening for, for childcare in British Columbia.